Hello everyone and uh, hello everyone and welcome back everyone. Welcome back to the Hero Who Pod once again after a long period of absence. We decided to once again turn our machine on. Me, Adonis Tragilakis and Adigoni Zahari. Hello again, Adigoni. Hello, Adonis. Hello, everyone. Yes, we decided to record a special edition podcast, if we can name it like that, because the EuroLeague playoffs finally are beginning this week uh, on Tuesday, to be exact, the moment that uh, everyone is waiting for, basically. Uh, once the regular season begins, it's the EuroLeague playoffs. This is where the heat uh, is really turned on and uh, the moment of truth uh, is out because uh, this is the, the decisive stretch of games that uh, will determine which teams are going to travel to Belgrade this year for the EuroLeague Final Four and uh, which teams are going to compete for the championship title. Now, the playoffs are like this. We have uh, Olivia Milano, Anadolu FS, Barcelona, Bayern. These are the games that will take place on Tuesday. And then on Wednesday, we have Olympiacos against Monaco, the newcomer in EuroLeague. Monaco managed to advance to the playoffs. A great success uh, from whatever point you might look at it. And then we have Real Madrid against Maccabi Tel Aviv. Now, normally, if uh, someone told you, let's say, three or four months uh, ago that this is going to be uh, one of the playoffs matchups is going to be Real Madrid Maccabi they will probably look at you like you came out of the nut house or something but uh, you know right. uh, from one hand uh, Real Madrid uh, let's say collapsed a bit a bit or a lot in the second leg of the regular season and uh, Maccabi on the other hand uh, took advantage of uh, certain uh, things that transpired well to put it bluntly Maccabi Tel Aviv, uh, for one, uh, on on one side, uh, they improved a lot, especially after Avi Evan uh, took over. And on the other hand, uh, due to the due to the fact that the Russian teams uh, were uh, were out of the EuroLeague due to to the war in Ukraine, the results favored Maccabi. So Adigoni, uh, well, basically, we 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 were planning to start this podcast from the first games from Milano FS and. Take it, uh, you know, the Tuesday right. games and the Wednesday games. But since I began uh, talking a little bit more about Real Madrid, uh, Maccabi Tel Aviv, before we proceed on any analysis, I want you to first tell me your prediction about this series. Okay. My it's an interesting one. Yeah. Uh, I am, you know, I'm going with Maccabi winning the series three to two against Real Madrid. Uh, and of course, we will discuss uh, the reasons why, but I want to hear your prediction as well. Well, actually, uh, I know that Real Madrid uh, has a lot of problems recently. For example, there was the, the whole thing with uh, Tom Artel and uh, Trey Tompkins that uh, they were out of the team. And today, Pablo Lasso said that they aren't actually out of the team. They are back. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so we are wondering, what is it? Of course, uh, when I'm saying they are out of the team, there wasn't any official announcement ruling them out of the team, saying, uh, look, you know, Ertel and Topkins are training by themselves and uh, Pablo Lazo doesn't consider them. There was nothing like this. There were uh, there were several reports about this. But, you know, Pablo Lazo confirmed that they have been out of the roster and uh, 10 days after he says that they're, they're practicing... Uh, individually and they, he expects them to return at some point although he didn't specify exactly when yeah i i don't know what this meant were they in something like a suspended sentence or of sorts maybe they saw you know uh, a good or maybe, behavior he plans was it used yeah i i really don't know what happened on real madrid uh, you know I, and i mean the details uh, the, uh, there were yeah. many there were many rumors but i want to address them about uh, a certain uh, a certain things that the, the, some of the players weren't at their best behavior and uh, we, we already know that uh, tom martel for example is is an intense character and uh, there were obvious problems, uh, of course, with the performance of these players. And to be honest with you, for example, Ertel uh, was really inconsistent this season. And the fact that uh, Ertel wasn't uh, inconsistent and uh, also the fact that uh, Nigel Williams goes um, never made the big step up that some of us perhaps were expecting him to make uh, being a part of this powerhouse. The fact that uh, Sergio Yule 
Well, Sergio Hull actually hasn't been uh, the same player ever since he had that uh, that huge uh, injury in 2017. In general, Real Madrid has many, many problems. And I know, and I'm going to finish with this, and I know that many people bet against them, especially considering the fact that Maccabi is on the completely opposite side. Real Madrid, uh, Maccabi has been one of the most informed teams recently in Europe over the last couple of weeks. But uh, I honestly think I can't see Real Madrid losing a game at home in the playoffs against Maccabi. And after saying oh. that, yeah, and uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's as simple as that. And after saying that, I'm going to go with Real Madrid winning the series 3-2 and yes, making the final four, despite the fact that uh, out of all the playoff teams, they are probably in the worst shape and condition right now. Yeah, we have two teams of opposite directions at the point. Uh, we have Maccabi, which has all has won six of its last uh, yearly games, the regular season ones. And on the opposite end, we have Real, who has gone on a bad streak, four games, four defeats. And, uh, you know, definitely a different momentum there. But we have to keep in mind that Maccabi has... As you said, they have overcome a lot. They have uh, uh, turned around the season and now they're in the playoffs. Um, and let's say that after all these changes and uh, the injuries, uh, like the one of Andesizic early in the season, all of which uh, Maccabi has overcome to get to that point, uh, they still have some assets that will be you know, really important against Real Madrid. And I will start with uh, Keenan Evans, who has already upset uh, Real in Maccabi's comeback win in round 32 of the regular season. He scored 19 points in that game. His best and game of the season, he, if I'm not mistaken. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Season high. And I guess that he could be a an ASAP coach Avi Evans' sleeve for this playoff series um but also James Nunnally uh who is really getting on in form and all of that especially in the last eight games after the coaching change in Maccabi he has really stepped up his game and he is averaging now he's averaging season high numbers uh, nearly 16 points per game while he also shoots uh, around 42 percent from uh, the three-point line, which all of that really make up for a Maccabi team that, yes, of course, uh, they, they had struggles, but now they are back and they can compete. And, uh, of course, we cannot forget Scotty Wilbekin, who is also back and healthy. He has gone through injuries in the last two seasons, but now he's back. He's the player with the hot hand many times. And... I guess in games against uh, teams like Real Madrid, when it, it goes down the wire, you have to have a player like Scotty Wilbekin on board. But if you ask me which is the key player for Maccabi, I would go with Wilbekin for sure. And of course, uh, Andy Zizic, who can provide a lot, especially going against uh, Walter Tavares, which will be a very interesting matchup to watch. Yes, I have on my file, you know, the, the matchup uh, between uh, Tavares and uh, Zizic. Basically, I have the matchup uh, between Zizic and every real big man as a key, key matchup. Uh, in the game, in the win of Maccabi against Real Madrid, Zizic struggled big time. He had uh, just uh, three points. He couldn't make any shot. Uh, he had uh, one out of five. He struggled. But in general, Andesisic is, uh, if Euroleague had this, uh, you know, this famous, we had the discussion before in the past, uh, I think, what if Euroleague had the MIP award, the most improved player of the year, then Andesisic would be in serious consideration for winning it. True. Uh, Euroleague may not have this award, sorry for a little preview there. Eurohoops does have this award <laughs> section and we were publishing yes. our awards in the coming weeks. So stay tuned for that. Yes, indeed. We have a predictions at all. So, yes, and I agree with the fact that you said about uh, Will Beckin, but the thing uh, is Maccabi is lucky right now to see many players contributing. Yes, of course, Will, be Will Beckin will always be the go-to guy. That's why he's there. But 
you talked about Nanali, you talked about Evans. These are all guys that uh, what they have proven over the last uh, couple of weeks and during this stretch that Maccabi turned everything around the Euroleague is that uh, Avi Evans has many aces uh, upon his sleeve. Uh, they all can shoot the ball. They have proven that they can they can all take the responsibility. They are not afraid to. They are not shying away from the responsibility down the stretch and in crunch time when uh, everything is on the line. And you know, in the end, in the playoffs, uh, this is what matters. Um, we may have uh, close games, and this uh, the series between Real Madrid and Maccabi Tel Aviv is one of, also for the candidates for the most closed games. To see more uh, yeah, close games, sure. to see to see low-scoring games, to see closed games, you know, where one shot down the stretch may decide, uh, one two shots down the stretch may decide everything. So Maccabi has these players. On the other hand, Real Madrid, yes, they seem to lack this uh, this uh, this element from the game, and especially this Real Madrid of uh, the last couple of weeks in Euroleague that. Well, they had some collapses, some some extraordinary collapses, some twilight of the zone collapses mm-hmm. uh, down the stretch where they had the differences where they seemed to be in the control of the game. But for example, in the game against Maccabi, they went scoreless in the last five minutes and they suffered a 10-0 run, if I remember yeah. correctly. And they did everything wrong in that match, uh, Real Toulouse. And I'm taking this game as a small example of why I be- I give the advantage to Real. In Menorah Vizrahim Arena, Against the Maccabi team that was, you know, at that point, it was every game was a win or die. Every game is a final for us. We must win every game in order to, to exhaust our possibilities to advance. Mm-hmm. This Real Madrid came really close to the victory. And truly, they did everything that they could have done wrong. They did it in the end in order to lose. So even this Real Madrid that was already, that wasn't nowhere near the good form that they were in the first leg of the regular season, they came very close to winning that game. So uh, I don't really think that Maccabi has a true advantage against uh, Real. Another team that would be a completely different discussion. But this is why I believe that uh, I will give, uh, I give, I'm giving Real my vote of confidence. I believe that Maccabi, uh, the power of Menorah Miftahim, yes, fans don't play basketball, blah, 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 etc. But mm-hmm. we have seen this season how different some teams play with the fans. Olympiacos, for example, you can't tell me that the record at home, the fact that they, they only have one loss at home against Cervenas Vesta. And coincidentally, that was the only game in which um, they didn't have many fans due to COVID measures. They had, there was a restriction in the capacity of uh, the Pisa Friendship Arena and the, all capacities in Greece during that period. And that was the only game where they didn't have many fans. In all the other games, they had a lot of fans and they won and they have uh, beaten every other Euroleague team, including, you know, the powerhouses. This is why I'm giving it uh, to, uh, to Maccabi. Adigoni. That's it. <laughs> we, should, we should make a bet about it. Well, uh, you know, I'm just thinking that Maccabi also has extra motivation to get to the final four. They, after they after an, an absence from 2014, yeah, yeah, it's a big matter. Yeah, they, they really need to get there. Well, of course, Real Madrid also has the motivation. They were eliminated last season and had become, you know, a Final Four regular uh, over the last uh, couple of years. But uh, yes, I see what you mean. Since I addressed the the fans factor and we talked about Olympiacos, let's let's stay on Wednesday's games, right? And talk a little bit about the uh, Olympiacos-Monaco battle and... Suti Dadigoni, what is your prediction about this uh, this pair? Well, for this uh, series as well, I think it's going to five games and Olympiacos winning three to two and getting back to the final four. Um, three two. So, so uh, sorry. Every time you tell yeah, me yeah, your predictions, I, I want you. I want you to tell me uh, when where the, the results will take place. Obviously, in this case, you say that uh, Olympiacos will will keep peace and friendship uh, arena breakable. And that's how I believe so. I believe so, and probably um, the the series returns to Greece as well. So you give Monaco the, Monaco the two wins yeah, at their home. They could win. They could win two games at home. Well, uh, I'm giving the prediction to Olympiacos, but uh, I'm mm-hmm. going to 
to take one win from Monaco, to be honest. I'm going to, with a 3-1, and this is why I believe it's, uh, it's going to be 3-1. Well, uh, on one hand, I really think that uh, Olympiacos, um, uh, Olympiacos is the favorite, obviously. They have more experienced players, no question about it. Uh, from this Monaco team, uh, only Mike James has been in the Final Four, if I remember correctly. Maybe I'm wrong, but... Oh, and, uh, and Leo Westerman. Uh, these are the only players who have uh, who have who have actually this level of experience. I'm talking about the Euroleague uh, players right now. I'm not talking mm-hmm. about uh, experience in general because you know Donatas Matsyunas, a hugely experienced player. Yeah, Danilo Andrić has huge experience uh, as a player. Uh, Paris Lee played in the basketball uh, Champions League uh, final four, but uh, this is a different kind of uh, competition and. Um, I honestly think that the experience of the Euric playoffs and the, how to make it to the, to the Final Four is, is, uh, is crucial. It's, it's something completely different. And this is why, this is why I'm giving it to, to Olympiacos. And I believe that if... And this is why I believe that if Olympiacos, uh, for example, wins these two games in Piraeus, which I believe they will do, then I don't really see the series returning. To, mm, yeah, I see what you mean. I don't see the series returning to um, to Piraeus. I see, you know, uh, Olympiacos, uh, Olympiacos finishing the job in uh, Monaco in the Principality. Uh, I'm not ruling out. Uh, this is why I gave it. I gave the record the three-one in position. I'm not ruling out Monaco winning a game. Uh, maybe. Maybe the third game, I'm, I'm, I can see them, you know, putting on a reaction, uh, playing strong in the third game. But uh, I also see Olympiacos answering uh, back. And I don't think that Olympiacos uh, has forgotten the fact that uh, they were blown away by, by Monaco the last time they visited the Principality. Of course, this game is uh, it's history now. Uh, it doesn't mean that uh, it might not say anything, but, uh, you know, Olympiacos at that point, they were qualified already to the playoffs, but they were searching, you know, to to finish the season strong, to have a, to have possibly a better position in the standings. But, uh, yes, I believe that uh, Olympiacos is not in the... That really forgets the blowout. Well, now you're going to tell me that uh, Monaco was also blown away in Piraeus, but, yes, they took their payback for this, uh, for this match. You know, the reason why I believe it's going, Monaco is going to still at least two wins there is, of course, as you said, Mike James has both the experience and the playoffs experience, which is uh, what matters the most at this point. And, you know, it's really hard to trap him. You, once he's hot, you cannot really stop him. He will find his way out and shoot and cause damage to any defense. But of course, Olympiacos has been playing exceptional defense uh, all season, and that is another factor to keep in mind. So I don't think Monaco can really match up there. Um, but still, having a player like James uh, who can, you know, he basically has the keys of Monaco at this point. Uh, he has the trust of his coach, and he is a provider in a game. Um, Monaco is a solid team. They have a lot of experienced players. It's their first campaign in the EuroLeague. And they have, let's say, they have already exceeded some expectations. Although at the beginning of the season, they they set themselves uh, to a place uh, where they would have to compete with all of these uh, off-season signings. Um, But when it comes down to a playoff series, I think experience counts and Olympiacos has plenty of that. And home court advantage in this game, uh, in this case, is also a big boost. Um, Also, you know, when it comes to matchups, we also have interesting matchups there. And uh, I think I'm going with uh, Mike James facing off with Costas Lucas. I think this is a classic by now. You know, uh, Mike James against Costas Lucas, uh, when... uh... 
when maybe when Olympiakos attacks, because I don't I don't really see Costas Lucas guarding Mike James on yeah, the other yeah, end. Yeah. I'm seeing uh, you know uh, Thomas walk up uh, assuming uh, this job, and this is Most why this is yeah, yeah. the key matchup that Ty had said for this game. You know, uh, Thomas walk up uh, isn't the guy who's going to score a lot of points, and he had some shooting struggles uh, this season. But we have so often seen him, you know, it, it's it's a cliche that we use uh, mainly of Greece that uh, he does many things not shown on the paper, and that's the, the equivalent of the intangible of the intangibles in the mm-hmm. global basketball language. And yes, Thomas Walkup is a player who does a lot of the defensive intangibles, and uh, this is the guy who always who always defends the the most dangerous player of the opposing team. So if Thomas Walkup uh, succeeds in his job of taking Mike James out of the Monaco equation, then that's half the job done for uh, Olympiacos. But uh, we have seen Monaco winning with Mike James being far from his best self this year. And this is why we have seen Dwayne Bacon. Um, Dwayne Bacon, uh, one of the most impressive EuroLeague uh, rookies. You know, he, he joined Monaco after the season began, but he became a really steady, steady and consistent contributor. We have seen Donatas Motiagunas stepping up in these games. We saw Donta Hall playing uh, really good in the beginning. Then uh, he hit a slump a few months into the season. Now in recent games, uh, where in the last stretch of the EuroLeague regular season, We've seen him also playing big. For example, he was one of the key players of Monaco in the road win against uh, Olivia in Milano. So uh, there's Danilo Andusic who who can easily uh, who can easily score 20 games. I mean, uh, whoa, if you underestimate him. Will Thomas is a guy who can get buckets. Paris Lee is a very dangerous player. So Monaco has the players. They have the depth on the roster. They have the, they have the players who can contribute big. The thing is that most of these players, as we discussed uh, before, are inexperienced. And uh, it's a different thing to face uh, an experienced team with uh, players that know how to handle the pressure of these games, how to handle you know, the, the special circumstances and special conditions that uh, these games uh, produce. What, I completely uh, agree, you know. Yes. Uh, sorry, I, I, I need to interrupt you there. Um, what you said about all of these players, of course, they're qualitative and they they bring a lot of talent. What I I think is the key to this uh, playoff series is that Olympiacos has been playing really unselfish basketball. And when it comes to Monaco, of course, you have to keep that keep in mind that Mike James will be the go-to guy. And uh, of course, there are other contributors like Mote Yunas and. Uh, Dwayne Bacon that can also contribute, but the reference point will be Mike James and reasonably so. But this this creates an imbalance there, you see, because Olympiacos has a, a plethora of players who can work together and Monaco really has to rely on one player stepping up big time. He has done it before and he will do it again. What would you say basically uh, in, a, in a short sentence, I think that uh, Monaco Monaco's offense is uh, more dependent uh, uh, on Mike James yeah. than maybe yeah, yeah, exactly. Olivia Cosis on Costas Lucas, for example. Um, I believe that many Olivia Cos fans maybe will uh, disagree with me, but uh, I really think that, uh, for example, if you cut those, both uh, of those players from the other team's uh, game, then I believe that Olympiacos can find uh, more solutions. Sure, Monaco has the players. This is an advantage of Monaco. Yes, Monaco has players uh, who can really create for themselves. They can initiate scoring for themselves. You just give them the ball and they do the job. Monte Yunus mm-hmm. can do that. Uh, Paris Lee can do that. And Dwayne Bacon uh, can do that. It's three players quickly who, who don't need Mike James to help them scoring. But um, if, if you succeed, and using one player and cut Mike James, then uh, the, the defensive pressure on the other players is multiplied, I think. And, uh, you know, uh, Mo- uh, Mike James is a player who needs to to keep busy the whole Olympiacos defense, not only one player. And that's the thing with Mike James. In order to, to stop them, you don't have him with only one player. You know, you you sometimes you, you have to use, you have to construct the defensive schemes and plans to stop mm-hmm. him, and uh, it's always it's always tricky to stop this kind of player. So if 
Thomas woke up, you know, uh, by himself, manages to to stop Mike James and uh, you know uh, eliminate him from uh, Monaco's game. Uh, that is a big win that will also benefit the rest of uh, Olympiacos defenders, you know, to to keep Dwayne Bacon also out of the equation, to keep Donatas Matiunas uh, out of the equation. Also, I believe that Olympiacos, uh, speaking about experience, the, Olympiacos also has the players who know how to take advantage of uh, Monaco's enthusiasm. Okay. And maybe turn it against them, you know, because Monaco, you know, has this enthusiasm where the players for the first time in our career and we're going to give it all. And they also play without pressure, which, uh, you know, enhances this enthusiasm. We don't have anything to lose. Uh, we are just going to play. They're ambitious, of course. It doesn't mean that because in the, in the playoffs that uh, this is the end for them, that they say, oh, here we are, that's good. It doesn't matter if we don't go higher. But they don't have the pressure of the favorite. Olivia Costa has the pressure of the favorite. And uh, Olympiacos also might know how to how to use this uh, in their advantage. So yeah, my prediction three one, and I'm going to with uh, Sasa Vezenkov as uh, my MVP because yes, because Sasa Vezenkov is basically the Olympia the the MVP of Olympiacos so far this season uh, possibly. Kostas Lukas is a close second, and I believe that uh, Monaco doesn't really have a player to match up Vezenkov successfully. Yeah, I have to completely agree on that, on the MVP take. So from uh, from Olivia, so it's about time to, take, to go to, the, to Tuesday's games. And yeah. let's begin yeah. with uh, the game that, with the matchup that I described to you as the most uh, open-ended in mm-hmm. the series, in the in the whole playoffs. I'm talking about uh, Olivia Milano and uh, Anadolu FS. Olympia Milano has the has a home court advantage. Uh, Anadolu FS, on the other hand, is the reigning champion, and uh, has uh, you know has so many great players, and uh, you know, it, and it's a team that uh, they may say, okay, home court advantage, we don't care at all. So Adigoni, give me your prediction about this uh, matchup. Well, I know that Milan has won both games this uh, regular season, but I will have to go with Fes winning the series uh, 3-1, actually. 3-1, wow. And I know this might sound like a bold prediction. Not but... to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, as you said, they are the reigning champions and they have a lot of weapons. And, of course, we will discuss further about it. Uh, uh, what we have to keep in mind is that if Vasily Amicic is back and healthy and ready to play, then definitely FS has a little to worry about, or a little less to worry about, let's say. Well, uh, Vasily Amicic, first of all, I'm going to, to completely agree with you. I also give FS a, a, three, a 3-1. I believe that uh, they will um, they will easily take, uh, take a match in... Uh, in Milan, it, not easily. They're going to take a match in Milan and then finish the job home. I believe that Milan, uh, that it's as easy, as simple as this. I believe that the first will take game one or game two, and then uh, I don't see them losing in uh, in Istanbul, despite the fact that Milano swept FS yeah. in the regular season. I believe that uh, FS will uh, FS hasn't hasn't really been consistent in, consistent in the regular season. They had huge ups and downs. Uh, they haven't always played well. They haven't always played like a reigning champion. But I think that right now, uh, this is uh, the time that uh, you know they will flip the switch and mm-hmm. play really, really good. I believe that uh, it was uh, sometimes FS looked. I don't know how to say it. They looked. Uh, they look tired, bored, like they, they don't really have any motivation uh, in their games, that uh, they didn't seem that they had the same hunger, the same thirst that they had in the previous season. In the previous season, it wasn't just about winning the Euric title. It was also it was also about uh, we are coming off um, an appearance in the final in 2019 mm-hmm. that we lost. It was also about uh, last season we were by far the best team in Euroleague and the favorite, and then uh, coronavirus happened. And last season, they had all this thirst and the hunger from the two previous seasons, and it was obvious on the floor. And uh, and this is why they, they won the Euroleague, basically. I think they lacked that. They, they lacked this thing through the Euroleague season. And one hand, it is normal. On the other hand, you know, sometimes in some games, you know, they seemed... Uh, 
uh, they didn't seem to play like you know they, I didn't they didn't seem to have this fire in their eyes this this winning spirit that uh, characterized them but uh, I think that they will present a really different picture in the playoffs yeah you know maybe they have to find a stronger motivation for this well, season well the final four is motivation enough I believe so of course and winning back to back is another motivation exactly <laughs> um you know FS has been you know, as you said, really inconsistent uh, throughout the season. But as you said, we have to keep in mind also that uh, this is a team that has been playing together for at least four to five years now. Shane Larkin is still dominating in his fifth season. Of course, he is not as impressive as last season, but he had a long way to overcome with injuries and everything. He's still there. He's still showing up in every game, especially after the second leg of the regular season when FS finally started rolling and getting back a little bit into their your their usual rhythm. And I guess they have extra motivation to beat Milan for the first time this season. And actually, this will take them to the final four. This this should be a good motivation if they're looking for one. But of course, they have to work a little bit towards getting there. They have to stop some threats, first of all. I would say that you have to have you have to really stop Shavon Seals and Malcolm Delaney to kind of cut out some energy from Milan. I don't know how easy that will be, but uh, FS is a team that can really uh, find the solutions in games like that. Speaking about stopping someone, uh, well, I think that what the FES needs to do, <laughs> in my opinion, first and foremost, is, uh, you know, Milano. Uh, what Milano has done is uh, they have found a way to to stop a FES, first of all. They have found a, a way to, to stop them from being as productive uh, as usual. Um, I'm looking again at uh, at the stats it from uh, the games of uh, between Milano and the first this season. And for example, um, in the game against uh, in the game in Milano, Sel Larkin had uh, 13 points and Vasily Mitic had 17 points, but but with five out of 17 shots. And uh, Milano would uh, cheer to have uh, Vasily Mitic shooting one uh, again, five out of 17. Mm-hmm. This isn't this isn't a winning a winning shooting percentage. And in the game in Istanbul, uh, Vasily Mitic played much better. He had 27 points on solid numbers, but Say Larkin had again 10 points. And FS needs both these players uh, to produce. What FS, for, in my opinion, needs to overcome is uh, Milano's physical defense. Milano's biggest weapon is uh, has been uh, the defense. Uh, well, as it has always been with uh, Ettore Messina's team, is uh, the defense this team's. Um, his team's play uh-huh. and Milano has really found a way to stop uh, to stop FS uh, offense well, FS, FS if they can play the way they can uh, the, FS has the strength to be the to be the, the best offensive team in EuroLeague when everything works when mo- at least most things work on FS's offense then uh, this is the best uh, the most fast to watch also and the most dangerous offensive team uh, in EuroLeague but um, yes Milano uh, managed to stop them twice this season. So uh, there are two factors that I believe the, the FS needs in this game. Rebounding, they lost a rebounding uh, battle in, uh, in Istanbul, for example, against uh, Milano. Rebounding and overcoming the tough uh, physical defense uh, of FS. On the other hand, for Milano, uh, as you said, of course, uh, it is uh, perimeter defense and containing mid Larkin. FS basically, it's it's no secret what you have to do against FS at this point. It's if you contain, if you contain mid Larkin, then this is half the win. The thing with Milano is that it has the the uh, the big men who can do what other teams cannot do against FS successfully, and that's uh, play great switching defense. Kyle Hines, for example, we don't have to say anything else. Well, possibly overall the best defender in Euroleague these last uh, maybe maybe 10 years. If we, if we take the whole decade and you, you asked me to pick one one best defender, then I, will, then I will say Kyle Hines easily. Kyle Hines, a great guy, even, uh, even now that he's, he's not uh, in his prime. 
he's he's spectacular at switching against the opposing uh, opposing guards. Nicolò Melli at the four has the size uh, who uh, who allows him to not be in uh, a liability when he switches. He can contain the opposing guards. Then he can recover quickly. He can do uh, he can do a lot of things. And uh, and Ben Bentil is a big man, uh, not as a but a big man who can also play great switching defense. So um, uh, these are these are players who can uh, both contain the opposing big men and also guard the uh, uh, FS players successfully. Still, still, I believe that uh, Egin Ataman will make another trip to the final four at the moment. Yeah, yeah, we we both agree. We both agree, and. You know, one thing for Milano fans out there, you know, making it to the playoffs, a, you know, and showing consistency this year as well is really a huge step, no matter what happens, whether they make it to the final four or not. Uh, this, you know, it shows progress. It shows that this is a team that looks to set themselves up again into the Euroleague scene. And you can't always, you know, be successful in your runs you you may have to face some difficulties there but all it matters and the way Milan is working towards too is that they they remain consistent and they have done that yes uh, but uh, you know we'll see maybe Milano has uh, has a surprise in store for us and uh, maybe you know they will they will throw our betting and our predictions in the garbage can speaking um, Adigoni, speaking about, uh, you know, we, we talked about the Ofes uh, Milano and uh, at least for me, this is the most uh, open-ended. Uh, even though even though I, I predicted 3-1 and I said uh, Real Madrid, Maccabi 3-2, I'm more, I'm, I am more certain about, uh, you know, uh, Real Madrid uh, not allowing Maccabi to take a win at their home. This is, this is for me almost mm. close to a fact. I can't see how Maccabi will uh, take a win in uh, in Madrid, but um, still I believe that uh, Milano can, you know, uh, surprise me at least because uh, because I'm I'm, do, I'm giving my three-one prediction, trusting in the fact that uh, FS will be a bit of last season's FS in the yeah, playoffs. That yeah, there will yeah. be a very different FS from the one we've seen the regular season. Now we talked about this as an open-ended matchup. But the Barcelona Bayern Munich Adigoni, not so much, right? Of course, we we have to keep in mind that these are teams of opposite speeds a little bit. You know, Barcelona has put together a a great project, and it's finally time for them to show up and you know make it to the final four and maybe to the final. This is their chance to you know say that we're here. Of course, uh, Nikola Mirotic. Well, uh, sorry, but and, making making yeah, yeah. making making the final again won't be won't be enough. I mean, this is not enough right now. It's yeah, it's double or yeah. bust for Barcelona. You know, it's the first step, but you know, of the prediction, the yeah. second one follows after the playoffs. Um, anyhow, I believe that Barcelona is going to sweep the series against Bayern, and we have to keep in mind that Nikola Mirotic is playing insane basketball and i believe when our uh, the euro hoops awards poll comes out next week i believe that he will be the star of the mvp candidate yes possibly i'm seeing i'm seeing by james uh, being uh, being close but yeah yeah i think that nikola mirotic uh, is going to win this you know there has there has there have already been somewhat of a twitter battles Regarding who is going to win the Euroleague MVP, and we also see <laughs> we also see some very notable Euroleague veterans, Keith Langford, for example, uh, voicing their opinion and, for example, saying that it's it's Mike James award. And I would agree about Mike James if this was just a regular season award. But unlike the NBA, for example, this is a pre-final four award in Euroleague, and we have seen that uh, Euroleague always considers the considers the playoff performances, and uh, rightfully so, if I may add. It's uh, mm-hmm. it's it, they should consider the playoff performance. Playoff playoffs matter. It matters who makes the final four and who doesn't make the final four. And uh, and uh, to be honest here, it's not like uh, Monaco. You know, is the is the poor relative uh, in Euroleague. They have a sufficient. They have a really good budget, and they have really quality players. Of course, 
Mike James is leading the charge. He's leading every statistical uh, category. We said that uh, if you cut Mike James from Monaco's game, then Monaco has problems. We mm-hmm. start from this. But uh, Nikola Milotic, I agree, Adigoni is uh, the MVP. And I expect him to play like an MVP and to dominate the series for an extra reason. Can you guess why? Give me a guess. Anything. Uh, maybe to redeem himself for last season's playoffs? Bingo, bingo. Last season, uh. because, because last season, uh, let's be real, Mirotic lost the MVP award to Vasily Mitic because Mirotic played horrible in the playoffs against Zenit and Vasily Mitic was the star for FS in the playoffs. And ultimately, the, decide, the decisive factor was, was the postseason, the quarterfinals. Who between them played the, the best basketball in the playoffs? Now, Mirotic uh, was nowhere near his usual quality itself. Mitic, on the other hand, played MVP basketball and voila, he won the EuroLeague uh, MVP. So I believe uh, Mirotic, Mirotic has that on the back of his mind that maybe he lost the MVP uh, last season because... He didn't play well against Zenit. So now he has to, to play like an MVP. He has to contribute big. It wasn't that he didn't contribute last season. He didn't have the numbers. He shot the, bo- he shot the ball terribly. He was uh, bad. He tried to play some defense, but okay, that's not enough. That's not what Mirotic is there for. Mirotic is there to score, score 20 points and uh, get eight rebounds easy per game. That's his quality. And I'm saying it because... Um, I don't want to underestimate his talent and his capabilities. He's, he's such a good of a player that uh, we set the bar high for him. So, yes, I expect Mirotic to dominate. But, Adigone, I'm going to give Bayern at least one, one win at Munich. At least one oh. win. Yes. Oh. I can't see Andrea Trinkieri's team getting swept. Come on. I can't see They them are resilient, swept. of course. Well, I can't see them getting swept. Uh, and no, I'm not using, uh, I'm not taking anything from the from the fact that uh, they beat Barcelona on the road to to base my uh, my prediction. But uh, I I don't think that uh, you know uh, Bayern. It's too much. Uh, they are too much of a fighting team because they overcame so many difficulties this season uh, to make the playoffs. Of course. They were also helped by the special circumstances that uh, the departure of the Russian uh, teams created. Uh, but I believe that uh, I believe that the Bayern uh, and I said that the one at uh, Barcelona. I, I was <laughs> I was confusing it with Real Madrid, but anyway. They have overcome, Bayern Munich overcame so many things this season. They had so many COVID problems. They had so many injury problems. Uh, they didn't have uh, one of their best players, uh, their best player, possibly, Vladimir Lutz, for a long period of time. And uh, they had new players, veteran players, who know what they do in key positions, but new players. So this disturbed also a bit the chemistry and what Andrea Trikeri wants to make of the team. But they managed to find a way and ultimately make the playoffs again. And um, they have learned to fight. They have learned to go through through shit, to put it simply, and yeah. come out come out on top uh, in a way. But uh, so uh, I, I believe that they will put a, a big fight in um, in Munich. And uh, I, I see uh, maybe 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 it's wishful thinking because I believe that a potential game five between Barcelona and Bayern will be one of the best things that we can see in the playoffs. This game and the, five. That's a, a potential game there. five. I said the potential game five. A potential. Okay, let's yeah, not yeah. go ahead of ourselves. A potential game five because I said that I, I give them at least one win uh, in uh, Munich and they start, you know, they start to, um, uh, they are finally having more and more players together and they're practicing together more and maybe they will be far better in the playoffs. All their play- all of their players are back now. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, Atletico Madrid right now has a full roster. So, you know, anything can happen. But, okay, you said that uh, you believe in Barcelona's uh, strength for a sweep. How does Barcelona stop Bayern Munich from getting even a single win? 
Well, first of all, I believe they have to concentrate a lot on Vladimir Lucic because uh, once he's confident and once he is, uh, you know, when the game is uh, really tight and Bayern really needs someone to step up, it's going to be Lucic. And when he gains confidence, he just completely turns around Bayern's game. It's impressive to watch. He's a leader for the team. Um there's one thing, you have to eliminate him somehow. And Barcelona really has the assets to do so. But also, Barcelona can take advantage of their three-point shooting and their sharpshooters in general. Let's say Alex Abrines just had a season-best game against Zaragoza in the Spanish League, which was actually a defeat for Barcelona. And just to throw that beat there they have two consecutive losses in the Asabel as they're heading to their playoffs matchup against Bayern not that you know it really means a lot when it comes to not really I would not really I'd say yeah yeah but just an interesting fact out there um then of course you have Nikola Mirotic he cannot be stopped he has a lot to prove as we discussed before and he is an exceptional player this season. He's shooting nearly 47% from deep. That's another big asset for him. Yeah, he's, and, he's, he's ridiculously efficient uh, as well. It's not like that yeah. he scores a lot. He's, he's so efficient in his shooting. And, you know, what I'm thinking is that Barcelona, at this point, they have a last for the title. They haven't won it since 2010, and they really want to get back there. Of course, that doesn't say a lot about how uh, they, they're playing the game in terms of the game plan. It's just uh, another factor that uh, we have to keep in mind when discussing this matchup. And they also have a great... They, they take advantage of their home court. They have won 12 of their 14 regular season games. Uh, if we, uh, you know, cancel... If we don't keep in mind the games against Russian teams... So playing at home is definitely going to be comfortable for Barcelona. And as you said, even if it goes to a potential game five uh, at the Palau, I don't see Barcelona losing. Yes. Well, <laughs> we'll see, Adigori, we'll see. Uh, so, so you believe that the, this series, this is the only sweep that you predict. Yes, this is the only yeah. sweep that you predict. And then you have uh, the three, you have, and you have two cities with, uh, and you have one, two cities with three, two, and only FS Milano is three, one. Interesting, Adigo, interesting. Well, at least yeah. you give us, you give us uh, two game five series. That's, that's something. I, I have uh, only one game five series, the, the rally, the rally against the Maccabi, but with Real as the winner. So essentially, yes. So Milano, so Adigoni, your final four is Efes, uh, Barcelona, Olympiacos, and Maccabi. So that will be something uh, to see. And if that and if, if your predictions come true, then we see Barcelona against Maccabi Tel Aviv and Olympiacos Efes uh, in the semifinal. Exactly. Yes. So uh, basically, my, um, the only thing that uh, we different that we disagree in, uh, at least in the in the outcome. Of the series that the Real Madrid Maccabi game, which uh, I stand firm in my belief that the uh, Real Madrid will just just will not lose in Wisnik. Uh, and we will have a classic event. Yes, I mean, look, last year's Real Madrid was obviously better than this season's Real Madrid, at least when it comes to the second of the regular season. But Real Madrid, imagine, picture this. Okay, I'm, I know we are talking about different seasons, but. Last year's Real Madrid uh, managed to come back in two straight games against Efes mm -hmm. in um, in Wisnik Center to tie the series two two. So uh, honestly, I don't I don't see Maccabi, you know, being better than last season's Efes. Of course, Real Madrid is not better than last season's Real Madrid. The opposite. But uh, I believe that uh, the Wisnik Center power will help uh, Real Madrid uh, push push to the win, push to, to win the series. Uh, that's it then. That's it. Uh, these are our, our EuroLeague uh, predictions. Adon uh, Stogilakis and Adigoni Zaharis 
predictions uh, for the playoffs. Uh, feel free to tell us in the comments of the podcast, guys, if you if you agree on the predictions. You know, swear at us. Uh, you can you can easily tell us that uh, you are completely wrong. We are betting everything against you. I'm betting your your house against every, the opposite. You say because I don't believe you that you can make whatever. But uh, yes. I think only without Fermin, it was we believe. <laughs> but to be to be honest, to be honest, we didn't make any crazy prediction. We basically go with uh, more right. or less the favorites in a way. Uh, and except... our, you know, our only disagreement was uh, Real Madrid, Maccabi, basically. Yes. That, yes. that was. I, I, I really, I really can't see. I know, I know that many people are betting against Real Madrid by, by, by right now. But I will say it again. I can't see how on earth this Maccabi Tel Aviv will. To put it differently, I can't see how on earth this Real Madrid will drop a game in Wisnik Center, a playoffs game, uh, despite how bad they may be. Uh, also, we also, will see. yes. Okay, Adigoni, we, we should make you know uh, a bet between us. Also, uh, just a reminder because I said Leo Westerman played in the final. He was he was a part of final four teams, but Leo Westerman never played in the final four. So basically, uh, he has playoffs experience, of course. Uh, one of the few Monaco players, but uh, Mike James is the only Monaco player who has played in, in a Final Four. Olympiacos, on the other hand, has a lot, a lot of players with Final players, Four yes. uh, experience and uh, and former Euroleague champions as well. But you know, every every playoff uh, matchup, every playoff battle is different. So we will see what happens. Uh, the moment of truth um, this week with the may decide a lot of things because we will have. Uh, the first rounds of the playoffs will be concluded last week. So, to wrap things up, Adigoni, where can people find us? Well, first of all, if you are willing, you know, to discuss our predictions and, as Antoni said, maybe disagree with us, you can always find us on our personal Twitter profiles. You you can easily look that up uh, using our our names, of course, and always you can find the latest news, uh, interviews, trademarks, everything on eurohoops.net. And if you want to stream the Eurohoop pod, you can either follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and on anchor.fm slash eurohoops. Superb. So uh, wish you a happy Easter, uh, wherever, whenever you are celebrating, uh, this week, next week, uh, anything. Uh, have fun and enjoy yourselves. Enjoy the Euroleague playoffs, uh, of course, and uh, the upcoming Euroleague uh, Final Four. So, thank you, Adigon Zahari, for the discussion and the predictions. And uh, from me, Adigon Stoglakis, and from Adigoni, of course, farewell, everyone, and stay safe. Bye-bye. <laughs>